and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Shuk-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hey, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to to dive in today. I've I've survived a week of sickness, and now oh. I feel like I'm alive. Like you take for yeah. granted your health, really, so until true. you're sick, right? <laughs> yes, it's so true. We do. I know. Well, welcome back to the land of energy. Thanks. That's about right. Um, And and today I'm really excited because we wanted to talk a little bit today about sort of the operations of of running a business. Like I think a lot of people – get caught up inside the sort of the sexiness of running a business, you know, like it's fun and, um, you know, we, we get to have freedom and flexibility and, you know, maybe if you're really going after large amounts of income, you can make a million dollars. You know, that's the sort of, there's a lot of ideas we have about, um, running a business. And so a lot of people flee out of corporate or they flee out of their jobs going, yes, I'm going to run a business. It's so exciting and sexy. And the truth is it's really about the operational level of your business, you know? So I like to use the term with my clients, the sort of the Zen term, which talks about, you know, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that because I think that, you know, a lot of business owners don't really realize that the same stuff you're doing at the beginning of your business, you're still doing at the end are in the middle. You know, it's the same kind of processes and you're still doing the same basic things. You're connecting to people, you're selling your services, you're delivering your services, you know, and it's, it's, I think, you know, yeah, that's really what I want to dive into today. Yeah. I like it. Cause you know, we are obsessed with sort of the climbing up the ladder than climbing the six mountain of success. There's always this kind of um, perception that we are going upward and somehow there's this goal at the top of the mountain where we're just going to get to kick back and relax. And the reality is like, there's always been another vista, another mountain, there's other things happening. And, um, and, and there's always the chopping the wood and carrying the water, no matter where you are. It's like, it's going to require that at some time in order to make the fire in order to sustain yourself. Like, yeah, I think this goes back to, to, um, you know, it's, it's perpetuated in, in our images that we see. So, you know, the idea of success in our businesses might be for some like, Oh, by the time I get that write up in Forbes, when I get (laughs) named, you know, top something or other in my local magazine, or I'm on that magazine cover, and then it's going to be easy peasy, you know, (laughs) it's like, but even if for those that are at that level, then they realize that there's a whole other, um, 
It's, an, it's a whole other ballgame with different responsibilities and different types of operations, right? Like our businesses ebb and flow, they grow, and they have different needs over time. It's not ever going to be the, the thing that you perfect and it stays static. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And I think, you know, this is the beauty of really um, being more transparent and talking more and more about the realities of business. Because, you know, of course, what my attention is on is how many women out there in business are struggling and they're also beating themselves up and they're, you know, feeling like they, you know, don't know what to do because they're not succeeding in the way that everybody's talking about. And they're still stuck in, you know, chopping wood and carrying water. And it's the perception of that, that um, they seem to be struggling with. And I think, you know, it's because there's this really unrealistic view of what it takes to succeed in business. It's kind of just like this idea of, you know, I can do something quick, like I can take a course for three three months. Even my course, you know, is really about creating a solid foundation, but you have to keep building on that foundation long into the future. I mean, mastery of a business is years and years and years into the future. And so I think, you know, this is where if you're not enjoying what you're doing in your business, if you really hate the chopping wood and carrying water, the operations aspect of your business, you're going to struggle long term. Yeah, I think this is a good conversation to have because I hear a lot of advice out there uh, for entrepreneurs that if they don't want to chop the wood and carry the water, then they should just delegate that. But what do you think about that, Sonia? <laughs> yeah. Look, so uh, I think, you know, it's an, it's an interesting thing because it really depends on what you want. So, you know, a lot of my clients come and they, they want simplicity, right? They want to be streamlined. They want to spend less time. A lot of them are exhausted. They've been working really hard in their businesses and, you know, they're not making the kind of returns they want from it. And so for me, I like to focus on stripping people back and streamlining so that you have a really simplified business. That's really possible, you know, and there are certain models that work really well for that. But you have to sort of you know, want that simplicity because it will maintain you at a certain level. You're not going to make a million dollars and have simplicity. It's not possible. You have to just let go of any dream of that. You know, the more money you make, the more working parts there are, the more things you have to manage, the more stability you're trying to run after. Like it's, so you can sort of have this simplistic model where you make a good amount of money and you're, you know, chopping wood and carrying water and it's, you've got time and like, absolutely that is possible. But I think what a lot of people do is they're, you know, running after sort of a, this, you know, huge ideas of money. And you see it everywhere. Like, you know, I'll help you get a hundred K next month. I'll, you know, make you a million dollar coach. I mean, there's like so much information out there that's like all about the money. And that's fine. If you want to have an empire, if you want to, you know, make huge impact in the world, I know I do. And if that's your mission, well then fantastic. You're, you're also going to get so much more complication in your business with it. So yes, you can get to a stage where you start to delegate. But if you delegate too early, you're going to sabotage your business. You're going to completely, it's like a house of cards. It's going to all fall over. And, and later on, when you delegate, when you actually are in the right position to do it, it's a lot more work. It's a lot more effort. You know, the people that you delegate to, they're going to fail. They're going to leave you. You're going to have to rehire someone else. If you talk to the people who are managing a team, it's a lot more work. Yeah. See, I like this pulling back the curtain on what it really means to climb um, that goal and to think about having more success and more responsibility because you um, 
you said, you spoke to this just a second ago that people don't realize it's going to get more complicated. There's going to be more responsibility to hold. And that's great if that's what you want and that's what um, you're going after. But there unfortunately is not enough pulling that curtain back to show people that that is what does happen at the top, that it isn't all um, meadows and butterflies, but it's like you're actually, it's more work. I know I've heard people say that they've worked their entire career to get to a, you know, top corner suite, like C-suite position, right? Where they, that was their goal of the prize um, since they were in grad school and they go on and do all this. And then they get there and then they realize they have no time for themselves. They don't see their family anymore. Like they don't have the quality of life that they wanted. And so they start to decide they're going to go back down that ladder and they're going to find a position that's more conducive to their lifestyle. And that happens in business too. You know, it happens for entrepreneurs that sometimes we even get ourselves into a position where maybe from the outside, everybody's like, wow, that's such a successful company that you built. You must be sailing. You must be great. And then that entrepreneur is like, is this really what I wanted? You know, is this really, and I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer here and just be like, oh, so don't, (laughs) don't try to be successful. But I think that it's something that we all need to be more honest with one another about. And I see people even looking towards me as having a wellness co-working space and seeing all of the things that they have dreamt about and and I can see their excitement and I don't want to damper it, but I also want them to understand the responsibilities that I have and that sometimes um, it's just not as easy as it looks from the outside. It's not all glamorous. It's not all like, oh, you've got this great thing that you built. It's a lot of um, a lot of work of chopping the wood and carrying the water. And I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> and I'm getting to the point where I have other people that are helping me chop the wood and carry the water and we're working together. But I don't know, there's just this mis, um, misperception or myth around it that I think is um, unfortunate because if we keep that, if we perpetuate that myth, then there's so many of us out there doing great work in our companies and we are thinking that we're not. Like we are thinking that we actually um, aren't as successful just because we're waiting for that easy street. We're like, we're waiting for that moment that it just gets everything's, you know, easier to do and smoother to do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I mean, there are definitely ways to simplify things. There are ways to streamline. There are ways where you can get the most return on effort. And that's really what I do in my program and really what I'm about. But (laughs) saying that, like, you know, I think there has to be, yeah, some real transparency about what we're doing here. And so one of the things that I see, and I think this is a really interesting part of this, is that, you know, until you're really stabilized in your business, right? Until you've got a, a solid foundation, which like 90% of the businesses out there don't have. So until you have a really solid foundation, you've validated your, you know, program services, you know, product, whatever it is you're selling, you know, and you've mastered some of the skills like sales and all of that. Like really until you get to that point, you know, you're still really chopping wood and carrying water and you shouldn't be delegating to anyone. You should be, you know, really mastering the basics. And I think it's funny because even in my program, I see people who, you know, as they're working through, you know, they think, oh, 
like, you know, I've done the basics and now I can move on to the sexy stuff. I can hire out. I can, you know, start doing more lead generation. I can start doing what everybody else is doing. And, and the thing is like mastering the basics takes a long time. Like I would say you can master the basics for a year or two years before you even need to start to look at delegation. Um, because what happens is, you know, with this whole piece of like giving up what you love, no longer chopping the wood and carrying water, hiring a VA, you know, all of those things. I see a lot of people lose their connection to the sales process, lose their connection to the chopping wood and carrying water, um, at, end up spending so much money on delegating things that they're no longer making a healthy income for themselves. They, you know, lose control of their business because they're delegating out to people who really don't know what they're doing and they don't know what they're doing because they haven't mastered the skills first. So these are just some of the issues that come into play when you start to think, oh, I'm just going to quickly get to a point where I can start delegating out to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the similar, the same thing about you hear so many entrepreneurs say, I'm going to go and start my own business because I want to have more freedom over my time. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) I want to have more freedom. I want to have more, you know, and it's like, it's making me think of that because when you start your own business, you're, you are excited about being your own boss and, and like setting it up the structures that you want. And you see these gaps and you see the, these pain points that people are having, like most entrepreneurs, that's why we're motivated is because we see people have a pain point and we feel like, Oh, I want to contribute. I may have had this pain point and I've learned something. I want to create a product, a service, a solution. And we get really excited about crafting that. And yet if we don't expect the hard work and it all starts to kind of unravel, we might be quick to jump ship when that's actually just a normal part of the process. And like you said, though, the normal part of the process is learning how to chop that wood and carry the water. Like only you know how to do that for your your business. So you'll have to learn that first. Then somebody comes along and you trust them. You see that they have the skill set. You spend some time getting to know them. And you're like, okay, I think I'm going to show you what I've learned about how to chop this wood for my business and how to carry the water. We have to do it like this. And you may have carried it like this in other places, but this is how we do it here. And then you start, like you said, the only way you can really do that is because you've already learned it. And I think that sometimes, um, that's why I asked you the question about delegating. Cause I feel like it's a commonly misunderstood, um, aspect, you know, of our business that yes, it's important to realize that you don't have to be all things to all people and you don't have to be an expert at all things in your business. But the more innovative and unique your business model is, you may need to spend some time just playing in that model and getting to know it and trying different things on before you can ask for somebody else to come in and take that off your plate. And that that's completely normal. And that's a a sign of success, I guess, is what I want to get to here is like, it could be a sign that it is working and rather than, oh, I'm still Um, you know, haven't figured this out and um, I haven't delegated yet. That must mean I'm not climbing up the ladder quick enough and entrepreneurship, you know, and I don't know, just like this misperception again. Yeah, for sure. And let's split hairs for a second because <clears throat> I think that there is some confusion around sort of, you know, some of the the concepts out there. So for instance, I'm a proponent for really owning your genius and staying in your lane. So that's about defining your business and what you're delivering, So very specifically, that's about determining, you know, here's the products and the services that you can best deliver, and here's the target market who can best receive what you have to offer. So that's like staying in your genius. But 
So that's one side of it. The other side is you as a business owner have to learn some basic skills. So that's not about, you know, just staying in your genius. That's about learning the basic skills it takes to operate a business. There's no way outside of that. If you don't learn the basic skills to operate your business, I will I, I will tell you, you will have a hard time succeeding long-term. It won't be sustainable. And so those basic skills are, how do I connect with my target market? I mean, really connect, not throw a bunch of words out there for them, not talk at them, not, you know, just market myself. How can I actually connect with my target market? You know, how, like validation is another thing I've talked about a lot. You know, learning to validate all the time, learning to make sure that you're relevant to your target market, that you're relevant to the market as it is today, that your services and products really are needed and wanted. So validation is one of those skills that you really have to know and own and learn how to do. Sales. The idea that you can give up your sales is a crock. Like you have to be able to sell. The truth is, is that the business owners who are successful, they they know and they sell their services or products better than anyone because they know the value of it. They believe in their product or service. So look, learning to sell is absolutely imperative. Again, you can't delegate that. So there's these basic skills that so many business owners just want to give up. They just want to hire a copywriter. They just want to hire a salesperson. They just want to hire a lead generation person. And they skip all of the basic skills that are really going to lead to their success. So so there is that, you know, idea of, yes, I, I am so, you know, big for playing to your strengths and owning your genius, but there's basic skills you can't walk around. Yeah. And I think that's the differentiator right there. It's like, there's the basic skills that you want to hone. You don't have to be the professional IT expert and build your own right. website, but yeah, you know, and you don't have to go to coding school and like, <laughs> yes, I can believe me. I've met entrepreneurs who have done this, like almost tried to become an expert at every little piece. You don't have to do that, but there's the basics. That's really important. And learning those basics, um, include, that's why that metaphor is really nice because it is chopping the wood and carrying the water. It's like getting, and understanding that another piece of that metaphor that we haven't come back to since you stated it was that then at some point there may be enlightenment, but guess what? You're still, if it's enlightenment and you're still on this plane, you're still carrying the water and chopping wood after that. You know, it's just like there's these ups and downs and these plateaus and these moments of success. And and moments of grace and ease. There are like, there are moments where like pinch me because I know this isn't going to last. Like this is feeling really great. And I try to then be really present in the moment of feeling something that's maybe a shift in energy in my business, or for some reason it feels really, um, just, I feel that ease and that enjoyment. And so in taking that in, but then the next time when something layers onto that, or there's just the transition into the next thing, not perceiving that, um, as, uh Oh, I just slipped back down from my goal, but understanding mm. that, Oh no, I'm actually just evolving. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, and I think, you know, if you if you really look at that Zen quote, you know, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water, it's a lot about perception, actually. You know, like before enlightenment, you're looking at the chopping wood and carrying water as a drudgery, right? After enlightenment, you're looking at chopping wood and carry water as the path to enlightenment, right? Like, you know, it's it's being in the present moment. It's it's doing the work that's required and that's a beautiful thing and there's no preference and there's no resistance and there's no desire. You know, that's sort of the, the Buddhist philosophy. 
But, you know, in business, it kind of applies in the same way. You know, like when you're starting out, you're looking at all of the operations, the chopping wood and the carrying water as this, you know, drudgery and I have to do this. And and partly because our perception and mindset are wrong, you know, that that somehow we're going to get to this sexy place in our business, this super fun, like I'm only doing the greatest things in the world and I'm never having to do anything hard, you know, and so once you become awakened in your business and aware and you've gotten through a certain amount, you're like, ah, oh, the operations, chop wood, carry water. Yeah, this is amazing. This is necessary. This is mm-hmm. awesome. And I see that in a lot of terms in sales, like with my clients. They come into my program and they hate sales. They resist sales. They're like, I'm terrible at sales, all of that. And I reframe sales for them and I teach them sales topics and how how to actually go out and sell. They practice sales. They go through this process and they come and they love sales. And then it's like, oh, yes, I love sales. Sales calls are my favorite things. I mean, for me too, I love sales calls. I love them. They're so much fun. And so, you know, when you get to that space, you're like, you know, that is that enlightenment and that chopping wood and carrying water becomes fun and it becomes, you know, part of the process that you enjoy. And I think this is so important is that you have to begin to enjoy the process and enjoy the operation side of your business because the the sexy side, the oh, doing only the one thing you love, it's not really reality. Mm, yeah. It's like finding the beauty in the mundane, right? It's like finding, and I think that when we start to you know, what's interesting is people think I was, or I was reflecting about burnout. And I think when people think about burnout in their business, they think that, oh, they've just been somehow um, climbing too far for too long up that mountain and they just keep sliding down and they're burning out because they just can't get to the top. But I would actually be curious if burnout might be because there is such a mindset um, problem or challenge, right? It's like, we're stuck on that goal and you're stuck on the idea of moving up and the burnout comes from the, the stuck, uh, fixed focus on something that's up there out of reach. It's the future. You can't control it, but you keep trying, keep trying, keep trying where if you stopped and noticed where you were on the mountain and took in your business. Like, what is my business right now? Where am I with it? What do I feel like within this business? And you actually spend time being with the every day for just a moment, then you can start to feel that excitement again. I know for me, like that's when I start to appreciate my business because I become more present and more grateful and appreciative of where I am, even those tasks that seem sort of mundane. Like I can actually appreciate going through my QuickBooks and just like making those little transactions, ding, ding, ding. And that feels really good, (laughs) like getting it done. Um, But if I'm trying to get that done while I'm looking ahead going, oh, I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to already be with this financial projection. And I, no, no, no. Then that creates the burnout, right? Because you're just like constantly exerting energy towards a future point instead of being able to take in where you are. So true. I mean, like I, I kind of three see three classic things that create burnout. 
One is that people are doing the wrong structures in their business, like they're, the structures aren't right for their business and or they're doing things out of sequence. Like that is the number one burnout. Like they're trying to do things 60 miles ahead instead of where they are right now. And then right, exactly the mindset piece. You know, sometimes it's the resistance we have to certain things that's creating exhaustion or the fact that we're not present with where we are. We're not just focused on the tasks right now. We're focused on the tasks ahead. Oftentimes it's like the doubt we have in our Self becomes this huge lead weight that, you know, creates burnout for us, or there's misalignment, right? Like we're, we're actually misaligned in what we're doing and saying and creating, and that creates burnout. But I mean, I think that's such a great perspective and picture that you just gave us because, you know, when you're, when you stop and you're really present with where you are and what, what you need to do as your, just your next step, not as what you need to do five years down the road or what you need to do because everyone else is doing it at a totally different stage then that becomes this place where you're more present with your business. You're more present with what you need to do. And you're you're satisfied with that and you're um, aligned with that and you're appreciative of that. And you're building skills in that place that you are now so that you can keep growing. Um, and I think that, you know, that is such good advice because so often people are just trying, they're just, they're out of sequence. You know, they're, they're trying to do what some people are doing that are making millions who are five years down the road in their business and they're started just starting out in their first six months. And they're thinking that they can do those same things and get the same results. And that's impossible. They're at a totally different stage of their business. And this is why it's so great to have a mentor and so great to have someone that's helping you to look at where you are in the process, your unique, you know, offering your unique space in the world, the space in your business so that you can be doing what's relevant for you. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, one of the reasons why we kind of have that um, time warp speed, <laughs> you know, that, that we hold our a standard that we hold ourselves to is just like you're saying, there's not enough um, modeling or visibility or transparency about the sequencing. And so we kind of see the chopped up scenes, right? Of like, oh, look, this person just launched and they got their initial funding. Oh, look, they're already like a, you know, publicly traded company and making millions of dollars. Oh, wait, now they're retired. I don't know. It's just like, it's just this like warped speed telling of the entrepreneurial story. And it's important to remember that that's just a part of the sensationalism that our media likes. And it's a little bit more of that Hollywood glam. It's exciting. Um, and it's fun to think about if there's aspects of that lifestyle that you're looking forward to, like you said, Sonia, earlier. It's like no reason to think that you can't have all that, but it's important to understand the sequencing involved. And it's important to realize that, yes, there are a hundred steps of carrying the wood, um, chopping the wood and carrying the water. There's thousands of those steps and, and that's okay. Um, and the more that you're doing that, the more you're most likely creating a sustainable business and yes. one that you're going to be able to enjoy for years to come and being, a, you're going to be able to evolve that business probably into different types, um, of services or products or whoever you're going to kind of see that future. But I think that that, I have to remind myself that the timeline that's presented on the Instagram photos or in the articles, um, that's like a condensed version. That's the cliff notes of what it's really taking to, to run that business, walk that walk. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so interesting. Like my first time of really being in a room with a bunch of millionaires and looking behind the scenes of their business, it was quite an awakening to really see that they're just chopping wood and carrying water still. Like, you know, even at the million dollar mark, they're still chopping wood and carrying, and they still have bad days. They still have inconsistencies. You know, all of a sudden their Facebook ads don't work. And, you know, they, like they, a lot of them spend like 20K a month on Facebook ads as an example. And all of a sudden their Facebook ads don't work and they're making all this money, but they have no sales or, or all of a sudden their sales call. I mean, one woman in this program that I was in, she is like amazing, you know, has an amazing business and had this streak for like a month and a half where none of the sales converted, like none with her sales team, with herself. And so, you know, this kind of stuff continues to happen no matter how far out you get. And so that's why, you know, back to these basic skills, you know, are so important because because if something ever happens with your sales team, as an example, well, then you can hop back on the phone if you're a master of sales and get some sales, you know, and then retrain your team or then get some help. Like there's all these really, really basics that we lose sight of and forget. And, and we think that someday it's going to all be, you know, gone and we'll just be living on the beach, passive income. Like you guys, there really is a small amount of people who are doing that. You know, there's the whole lifestyle thing. You know, it doesn't mean you can't have freedom. Like I will say, you know, you absolutely get more choice. You know, that's the freedom and flexibility that you have when running a business. I can decide to work at night. I can decide to work in the day. I can decide I'm not going to work on on a certain day of the week. Like I have choices that, you know, other people in corporate life, as an example, don't. You know, I have choices to choose how I spend my time and what I want to invest in and what I want my business to do. But it's still work. Like it's still, you know, chopping wood and carrying water and that doesn't end. And I think it's important that we all really become aware of that so that we stop sabotaging ourselves and stop going for something unrealistic and start to enjoy the process of running our business. Yes. Yes. And those choices, like you said, they're ours to make, yet they still have consequences. And the consequence of being an entrepreneur sometimes is un predictable, like life. And for me, I actually realized that that's why I make a good entrepreneur because I'm always kind of, I'm always challenged, you know, by what's happening in my business in a good way. As long as I'm actually staying, um, energized and taking care of myself and, and not burning out, then I can take these challenges and run with it and know that these are the choices I've made and they have certain consequences. And I think that on those days that I fantasize about it all being smooth, that I'm finally kind of released from it, I actually have to be honest with myself and I have to say, but then wouldn't you start looking at another problem to solve? Like there's something about the problem solving, the puzzle pieces, the looking at the systems, breaking them apart and putting them back together that I actually really love if I'm honest with myself. I just get tired from time to time and, and start to think that I want it to be um, smooth sailing. But I think that's something to remember as an entrepreneur. You've, you wanted these choices, but why? Why are those choices important to you? And um, remembering that part of that is chopping the wood and carrying the water. And if you're cool with that, then keep going and don't look behind you or in front of you and worry about what everybody else is doing. Just keep doing what it is that you know needs to be done for the work that you're providing and you're doing in the world. Exactly. I mean, really, it's about falling in love with the process of operating your business. Mm. And if you can fall in love with all the aspects of it, you know, it, it is going to make your 
journey so much more enjoyable and so much more successful. Mm-hmm. So we're that. going to wrap up a little bit early today. So yeah. any last words, Laura? I just love that about falling in love with your business process. That's a really nice place to, to land. And so I'm going to sit with that one too. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay. Okay, talk to you next week.